welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Blast Roll Podcast, episode 32. My name is Dottore Bellardo, I am a man of science, and with me here in the pod chambre is a very special intellectual guest, all the way from Chicago, Illinois, we have our very good friend, Sawyer Happy Sawyer! Welcome! Thanks for having me, it's a blast to be here, or a blastro to be here. Oh! <laughs> well, good evening there, sir. Thank you for, for travailing and traversing all the way across the hoary winterness wastes of Chicagoland. It is now November yep. of uh, the year of our Lord, 2014. This, this is true. And it's, it is being a real whore out there, too. I have to agree. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a real loose lady out yeah. there. <laughs> so, Sawyer, welcome to the pod chamber. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you're, you're very welcome. Tell us, uh, who are you? Deep down, man, who are you? Oh, uh, who am I? That's who are that's you? that's a good that's a very loaded question. Let's but, get philosophical. But, yeah, let's let's get really philosophical right here. Uh, well, basically, uh, I'm I'm a performer. I'm a I'm a writer. Uh, I'm comedian, which I guess is up for debate, depending who you ask. <laughs> um, but I uh, basically like to perform as much as I can in the city. I like doing a lot of writing and stuff. Um, I work with like a science fiction and fantasy theater company called Otherworld Theater. And I also do my own podcast. Too. What? Yeah. There's another podcast out there? Yeah, there's other ones. They exist. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> yep, I'm, I'm one of the few chosen ones to get the podcast. Well, so. congratulations, brother, yeah. brother. Yeah. So you, you know the podcast Secret Handshake then, right? Of, of course. course. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah, let's do it right now so yeah. they can hear it. Yeah, here we go. Okay, oh. here we go. Oh, there we go. Oh, oh. oh. and then the you gotta go. Yep, and then right under. Woo! And yep, then we're done. Oh, uh, yeah, all right. <laughs> So on only podcasters know that handshake. So. That's right. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Yeah. <laughs> so what is your of podcast called? Uh, OC Dweeb. OC Dweeb. Uh, OC Dweeb. Because you're from Orange County, uh, California? No, it's actually up for debate uh, what the OC stands for, but I guess you could say obsessive compulsive. Uh. Dweeb is probably the, the best choice of action. Are you, now, are you... Actually, an obsessual obs- uh, compostual? Uh, not probably diagnosed, but I would say it's probably up there. There's a lot of things I'm very obsessed with. Interesting. Would, yeah. <laughs> so what sort of, of things do you speak of on this podcast? Uh, normally we bring on guests of uh, kind of the nerdy variety, if you will, mm-hmm. um, and talk about what it is that they do, the projects that they're working on. Um, we've had performers um, from like sketch com- comedians uh, to burlesque performers. Hello. To, yeah, man. It's, it gets a little saucy. <laughs> uh, I like sauce. I'm yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, man. They always bring sauce with them. I don't understand what the why, but they just do. That's, <laughs> so burlesque dancers and sauce, you know. Sure. <laughs> uh, but we've had other artists, um, talented uh, writers, uh, illustrators, painters, uh, musicians, and we're just talking about whatever show they're working on. Sometimes it's a cross genre mashup of like you know Shakespeare and Star Wars, or just you know if they're really into Star Trek or whatever the case may be. But it's been fun. Been doing over uh, for over two years now. Whoa, yeah. And you kind of specifically focus on like nerdy stuff, geeky stuff. Yeah. And why? It- why the geek stuff? Are geeks even popular? <laughs> don't they get shoved into lockers and whatnot? Um, I don't know, man. I, it was tough to say. Uh, I've never myself spent any time in a locker, so maybe I don't know if I'm one of the chosen ones again for that. Yeah, but... lockerless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, basically, I think they've all got interesting stories to tell. People got their passions, and uh, much like you have a passion for science. And for food. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I'm that's very also spherical good. in shape. Well, yeah, I, I can see. I can uh, see. <laughs> keeps me warm in the winter. It's, it's just long-term thinking. It's just good planning. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but it's just nice to hear what people love, what, what they're into, much like you love science and food. And food. Yeah, absolutely, and food. Uh. <laughs> so it's nice to hear why they love it, why they're compelled or obsessively compulsed oh. to, yep. 
<laughs> to follow their their hobbies and their pursuits. So, uh, uh, what about this uh, science fiction theater? <laughs> I'm very aware of science, yes. uh, not so much about fiction. What what is the what is the deal? What is science fiction theater all about? Um, well, it's kind of taking, um, in some aspects, what science has discovered or developed, and maybe taking it to an extraneous level to technologies that we've not come up yet, come up with. You know, like teleportation or, or the cat time toaster. Travel. Yeah, the cat toaster. Yeah. Hey, I think there's a play in there somewhere. <laughs> um, and so basically uh, we perform a lot of those. Um, we're still a really young company. Been around about two years also with, with that company. Um, Here in Chicago, Illinois? That is correct, in oh. Illinois. <laughs> um, and uh, it, it's been a blast, man. Uh, we've done um, – actually right now they're doing a show called The Aurora Project. It's another original piece um, that is set in a you know distant future. There's androids. There's, oh. Yeah, there's soldiers. It's a lot of fun. People should go check it out. They, I'm sure they will. Yeah. They have no choice. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have to now. <laughs> You've got androids and soldiers. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay, we have learned about who you are mm-hmm. as a human being mm-hmm. and your creative projects. Outside of your projects, what other kind of things are you into do for fun for times? Um, I'm a big movie yeah, for fun times mm-hmm. or, for, or for times for, for orphan times for orphan times when your parents yeah. aren't around. Yeah, when my parents are gone, which is quite frequent now that I'm out here in Chicago. Oh, I'm so. sorry. Yeah, it's fine. I get to visit them a couple times a year. Oh, okay. So, yeah, I'm a part-time orphan, I guess you could say. A PTO. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with paid time off. But, nope. Yeah, yeah. Wish I had a little more of that. But <laughs> are you listening, in employers? <laughs> Um, but, uh, I'm big movie buff. I love movies. I live pretty much on, like, Netflix, HBO Go, Hulu, all those. What is it about a movie that appeals to you? Um, I think it's just that level of escape. I like the story. I like, um, you know, a lot of the themes that come along with them, you know. Um, basically whether it's something, you know, supernatural, like, like on a science fiction level or fantasy where they're fighting literal monsters or they're overcoming problems in their own life, you know, and just kind of figuring out, you know, relationships and stuff like that. So do you have a top, uh, I'm not going to ask for your absolute favorite movie, oh, but do okay. you, do you have like a, a smattering of movies that my listeners should check out if they never have? Oh, if they never have, um, see, it's harder to say. Cause a lot of the ones I love are very, very well known. Right. Um, what if my, okay. My listeners, what if they have never seen a movie in their lives? They've <laughs> never seen a movie. They've been raised lives. in an egg. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. The, the egg cracks open. Mm-hmm. They discover they have superhuman strength. Okay. <laughs> but they look like everyone else in Kansas. Okay. Okay. What movie would be great for them to watch? Um, there's a man with supernatural powers. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should check out first. It Psycho. Feels relevant. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> right. the one I was thinking of. Uh, and it's sequel American Psycho. I believe they're sequels. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, so, yeah, they're yeah. related. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely at least spirit sequels. They'd have to be. Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> Um, but if I actually had to pick one that I really would say, I'm a big fan of The Apartment with Jack Lemmon. I don't know if you're familiar with that movie with Shirley MacLaine. Is that the one where he, his boss is using his apartment as a fuckhouse? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little more poetry to it than that, but yes. <laughs> That's one of them fuckhouse movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're looking for one of those, you know, one of those... Sauce-like films, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's the one you want to a check hearty out. A hearty burlesque sauce. Yeah, a hearty burlesque sauce. Cold horror night. <laughs> this is getting really dirty. Sorry. Yeah, this is, this is a very suggestive episode. Well, it's not a family-friendly show. No, it's because not Because this is science, yeah. and science shows everything. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. They'll show that the whole game eats. Yeah, and it frowns upon families, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah, science yeah. frowns upon the family unit. <laughs> yeah. 
it is very anti-family. So yeah, it, yeah, it's leading that charge on Christmas and and all sorts of. Uh... <laughs> you know, science family fact: Jonas Salk, the developer of the uh, polio vaccine, okay, he tested the vaccine on himself and his family, including his kids. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, in for a penny, in for a pound, children. <laughs> That's science, so yeah. That that is science. It's one of those facts. Maybe you didn't need to know, but now you do. <laughs> now you do. Vaccines. Go get them. Anything else my audience should know about you? Um, Give us a psychological profile. A psychological profile. For if a crime happens down the road, they can yeah. just look yeah. on this episode. <laughs> well, I'm very extroverted, so I think that's I think that's a good start. Okay, too, so. extroverted, charismatic, mm-hmm. uh, uh, risk taking behavior. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I have a pension too for acquiring large groups of people and bringing them to my way of thinking. You uh-huh. know, you know things uh-huh. like that. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Is there like a pamphlet where I could learn more? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Would you like some punch? I, I've got punch. If you of would. course. Yeah. <laughs> Nice robes. Yeah, no, they're great. It's it's all part of the ritual, all part of the fun. We're just going to have a good time. Yeah, we're right? just like a family. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> Don't tell science, though. Don't tell science. <laughs> cool. <laughs> well, now that we've slandered you. Yeah, I was going to say, now we can. If, a, if there's a murder in the city, I think they know where to look. <laughs> oh, oh, I hope to God that there's never a murder in Chicago. <laughs> that that would really never damage, happens. <laughs> damage the whole population's morale. That explains a lot of those slow news days in Chicago, because they are just murder-free. Mm-hmm. Right, right, Ron? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he was actually on my train stop on the way. Uh, I was... Uh, did, was, was he tied on? to the train tracks? No, he was not. But there was a man with a with a suspicious mustache that was leaving the scene, just completely unrelated. Hmm. But was he carrying a bag that had money signs on it that yeah. was labeled rent? Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> I know that guy. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to my train stop in the morning, um, and I was going, getting right on the Bryn Mawr stop, and he was just right there shaking people's hands as they were going through. I did not know why. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It was also after election day, so I don't even understand like. <laughs> I'm going to make a quick aside to to the uh, audience who is listening from somewhere outside of Chicago. Rahm Emanuel, the mayor, is who we're talking <laughs> yes, about. Yes, yes. But he was just right there. It was a moment where I shook his hand just out of habit. You know, someone like... Out of habit. Hand. Oh, hey, yeah, man. Yeah, someone shakes your hand. You're like, all right, cool, whatever. And then I, like, had to do a double take. I was like, was that, was that the mayor? There's not <laughs> enough fingers in this hand. Yeah, I, it's that the was, mayor. That was the first thing I noticed. I was like, wait, hold, whoa, hold on. Wait, wait. <laughs> now, see, if someone was holding out their hand to be a shooken by mm-hmm. me as I squeeze my vast belly through the turnstile <laughs> i would feel suspicious of them i don't touch anybody out in the city i i say i say i'm not interested i don't want to sign your thing get away from me see normally you're correct but in the morning i'm on what i call autopilot where uh-huh. i am just going through the motions so sometimes instinct takes over and i will just shake someone's hand if they extend it so if you're looking to get a handshake from me anytime before 8 a.m is probably a good time to make that happen to make some sh- shaky hands <laughs> shaky hands exactly <laughs> Sleepy time, shaky hands. Sleepy time, shaky hands. Words to live by, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, look at you. So famous with your hand-shaking celebrities. I guess that's what happens when you get out there. You get out on the streets. Yeah. Among the people. Yeah, man. And start a podcast. Next thing you know, you're meeting celebrities on the train stops. So. Yeah. I gotta start a podcast. Yeah. Well, you should do a podcast within your podcast now. A, a metapod? Yeah, a metapodcast. I'm going through metapods. <laughs> The topic of today's episode is Nikola Tesla. Mm-hmm. But as you know, 
one cannot simply uh, scientifically discuss a subject without being appropriately tested and shamed on their knowledge base about it. I think that's the only way to learn. Great. <laughs> I'm very old school. Yeah, I, have I, a, I dig it. I have a desk full of rulers. <laughs> I went to Catholic school, so it works All out. Right. I'm used to this, man. <laughs> so, Sawyer, I am going to put you into the lightning round review for episode 32. Let's do it. I will berate you with a series of questions you must answer to the best of your ability. And at the end, you have the opportunity to win a flabulous prize. Ooh, I love that. All right, are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Question number one. Nicholas Tulsa never won the Blobel Prize, but he did win an award named after his least favorite human. Who is this award named for? Um, well, I think everyone knows that it's infamously for his good friend, uh, Ziggy Stardust, who he wrote the song Ziggy Stardust about. It was actually written in spite for him. That was why. He was actually bitter about the whole matter. So he wrote a song ironically singing all of his praises about playing guitar, you know, things along those Spiders from Mars. Yes, exactly. Correct! Exactly. Question number two. Thomas Edelson, rival of Texa, made money by producing and selling direct Kermit. What type of Kermit did Teslin want to produce? Um, I believe he wanted to produce green Kermit, you know, the traditional type of Kermit. But as we all know, it's not easy being green. So he kept ending up with blue Kermits over and over and over again till finally, till finally, I believe it was on his deathbed that he finally got it right, if I'm not mistaken. Correct! Question number three. Tesla died in a hotel. Did hotel everybody? Um, hotel told California, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I think that was the way. And I believe his specific words is, you can check in, but you can never leave. Correct. Question number four. What type of wheeled man cage exploitfully shares Tesla's name? Ooh, ooh. Um, I think it is the Tesla cage. Correct. Well done. Question number five. British rock star David Boner played Nikola Tesla in a very famous movie called The Prestige Room. Who played Wolverine in that movie? Uh, I believe it was Spew Spackman. Correct. I would have also accepted Huge Jerkman. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's his popular nickname for what a diva he is on set. <laughs> that's right. Congratulations, Sawyer. You have answered all of the questions correctly. Uh, you've really answered all the carrots out of this stew. And so as a special reward, you have earned yourself a year's supply of Edison's Mustache Hardener. Don't let your current stash alternate in the breeze. Secure it with quick-fixing, self-undulating dollops of Edison's Mustache Hardener. The little missus won't know what hit her. Just in time for the holidays, too. It's perfect. (laughs) Ah, Sawyer. Sawyer, we're not just here to talk about quizzes. Nope. We're not just here to high-five each other secretly. (laughs) It's true. We're here to talk. This is a very, uh, uh, this is a a watershed episode of Blaster Podcast Mm. because for the first time in Blaster Podcast history, we are talking about a historic UO figure, Nikola Tesla. Oh man, we got to get Guinness on the horn for this. Alec Guinness? uh, Yeah, I think he runs the the history thing, right? I'm sorry to break this to you. He's dead. (gasps) Then who's managing the the records? Who's who's doing all the record keeping? The holocron? Um, (laughs) Sounds about right. Yeah. (laughs) Good to guess as any. It works for me. <laughs> I don't know who runs it anymore. Yeah. That's okay. Because you and I, through our sheer chutzpah, will be able to describe the man, the myth, the legend, Nikola Tesla. That's true. What do you know about Nikola Tesla, man? Um, he, I know he... Who is he? What is he? Uh, he's an inventor, at least so I'm told. Uh-huh. Uh, he, <laughs> we don't, don't want to make any yeah. specious claims. You know, I, I can only say what I've read and what I've heard. I don't know because I never personally have met him. Right. Yeah. Trust your senses. Yeah, I'm going with that. Right now we're going with sight. 
because mm-hmm. I think that was with involved with the reading. Mm-hmm. I don't I be, I don't believe I tasted the book, but we can always go back and taste for you know. We can do retastes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just to be sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he was uh, you know a very. I think he's almost been referred to as like one of the first you know wizards of science or, or science wizard. Yeah, man, the first, <laughs> impossible. The yeah. uh, science is about science, Sawyer, not yeah. about wizard. Well, maybe, but sometimes oh. isn't science magical? Wouldn't you say it's a fantastical magical adventure? I don't believe in magic. Okay, fair enough. I have met a wyvern. Oh. <laughs> It, uh, well, once you meet a wyvern, then you stop believing in magic. I, I have that... seen a half bumblebee, half goose in, in a similar episode. <laughs> but I don't believe in magic. The... I'm a man of science. Yeah, well, uh, sounds like it. <laughs> so, but you're saying this, this man, this Nikola Tesla, mm-hmm. he was some sort of wizard? Why was he a wizard? Well, some say that his discoveries were, were so advanced or so incredible and ahead of their time that it was almost considered magic-like. You know, he achieved what could be considered the impossible. He dreamed the impossible dream? He did. He was like Don Kick's Kote. Yep, absolutely. Okay. So <laughs> let's boil it down to him as a man. Okay. Nikola Tesla, mm-hmm. inventor, around the turn of the century, like late 1800s. Mm-hmm. Died in the 1940s. I believe he was Eastern European. Gross! I yeah, I know. I know. And, and <laughs> Sorry, East, Eastern Europe. <laughs> the East Side, too. It's not even the West East Side. East Side. <laughs> he, yeah, he was born in a small town called Smiljan. Oh. Smiljan, which is in modern-day Croatia. But back then, shit was crazy, and it wasn't called Croatia. <laughs> now let's set the stage for our audience. <laughs> At the turn of the century, electricity was a fairly new thing to be getting in your home. Yes. People knew about lightning. Electricity had been known uh, by scientists for a long time. But uh, to harness it and use it in any meaningful way was kind of just getting started. This is true. And it's actually a fun fact, if I may. He was actually born during a lightning storm. Whoa! So, yeah, which may add more to his wizardry background. Was yeah. he? Did he get? Did the lightning create him? Carve him out of a womb? It's not been disproven, uh-huh. so I feel like we can only assume yes. Fair enough. He yeah. is a lightning golem. Uh, <laughs> that that was his claim to fame was the lightning golem. Of right? Course. Yeah. yeah. So he was an inventor. He is a lot of mythology is is brought up around Nikola Tesla. Mm-hmm. Uh, people say he was brilliant from a young age that he was reading full books at a very early age, like five, mm-hmm. and that he was particularly unique because he would have great ideas in the form of visions, which That's he would true. produce in his mind, and then eventually uh, shit them out onto paper or the real world. Uh, very well formed. Yep. It's, it's nice when you can have a well-formed shit, yeah. uh, I think. Whew. Especially after a nice vision, I think, too, you know? <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you what. When you get to be my age, Sawyer, <laughs> I get a swollen prostate. It's like the size of a russet potato. <laughs> and you eat a lot of jalapenos and coffee in there, you're not having a well-formed vision come out of you. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, a vision, too, when you get those real spicy visions, those you know, your Thai visions or your Indian visions, yeah. you can have some real, real problems coming up later. And it's just, you know, it's nice when it can be a nice, well-formed vision yes <laughs> we're talking about shits yeah. uh, <laughs> so nikola tesla uh perhaps and this is not proven because uh psychiatry in such things were not as w- widespread or or as enthusiastically embraced as they are today nikola tesla may have been highly functioning autistic oh. uh there are autistic folks who are excellent artists and who are very precise and cre- can can create technical detail in their work which is unprecedented 
Um, some folks speculate that Tesla may have been on the uh, spectrum and that contributed to his brilliance with the generation of quote unquote visions and, and these thoughts where he would bring them to the world uh, almost fully formed. Uh, Tesla's father was in the clergy. His father uh, was a priest of sorts. Haru. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and he actually, um, because he wanted to pursue science and his father, like many fathers, wanted his son to follow in his footsteps and pursue religion, he actually ended up taking a very, very extreme illness, um, of which I can't specifically recall, um, but he was actually kind of virtually on his deathbed at that point. And his father made a prayer and, uh, you know, kind of took a concession. He said, you know, if, my, if you can let my boy live, I will let him study whatever he wants. Um, I will let him go off to a university and he can pursue the sciences, pursues what he wants to do. And what do you think happened to Torre? I think that Nikola Tesla died. Oh, no, no. He no, did Ron? Not. No. What? What? Ma- it? Magic beat out science in this one. Wow. science wizard. Uh, and for the sake of science, uh, he actually got better. It was actually able to pursue it. Uh, pursue his studies. So are you implying that God came down and cured Nikola Tesla, or that Tesla was faking his illness? It's up for debate. I like to think it's a little column A and a little column B. All right. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Venn diagram right in the middle. Yeah, because who says science and religion can't work together? Sometimes there's that overlap, you know? (laughs) Sure. (laughs) Uh, Well, good for Tesla. Good, absolutely. Great for Tesla. (laughs) Bad for the clergy. Yeah. Yes. We could have had electric church. Nikola Tesla, he realized he had to go to America to meet Thomas Edison, who was the uh, the kingpin of direct current. Direct current being a very direct form of electricity where it only moves in one direction. Uh, Edison was building his empire, trying to create direct current sandwiches and pump them through copper tubes into households. <laughs> and none of those flip-flopping currents, you know, he wants a current that is steady and straight to the point. Heck yeah, he's yeah. a straight shooter. Yeah, he was. Edison <laughs> was the George W. Bush of <laughs> inventors. I, I never looked at it that way, but you know, that I think we could go with that. <laughs> so Tesla comes over on a boat, mm-hmm. apparently gets robbed, shows up at the U.S. virtually penniless. He has a letter of recommendation from his former employer, presents it to Edison, and the employer says that I only know two great men in the whole world. One of them, Thomas Edison. <laughs> the other one, Nikola fucking Tesla. Oh, of course. <laughs> so Tesla gets hired. Just like that. Wow. Pretty America, great. man. I'm land of opportunity. Yeah. Like right now, if you want a job, you just go out there and it's that easy. Yeah. You could be one of two famous peoples that uh, that, that could get hired. <laughs> yeah. Your, your old boss just says he's a great man and you get hired by yeah. a new boss. <laughs> There were different times. It's that easy. (laughs) There were only like 14 people in America at that point in history, so... That's why America was much quieter back then. You would walk out in just a ghost town and... (laughs) Yeah, tumbleweeds. Yeah. Bad time to open up like a shop, you know? If you were doing scientific discoveries, you were good. But like, if you had a store, you know, selling sandwiches, you had to hope that, you know, 10 out of the 14 people were in that town. Right. So they made (laughs) sandwiches back then out of a lot of uh, non-perishable ingredients. You saw like powdered milk sandwiches... (laughs) And cedar chips. Oh, man. Uh, Who can forget those classic dry powdered milk sandwiches? They were different times. They were simpler times. Yeah. So Tesla (laughs) gets hired by Edison uh, not to create alternating current generators like he dreams of, but to try to make Edison's stupid direct current uh, systems more efficient. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, it is uh, legended that Tesla uh, was uh, promised fifty thousand of dollars if he achieved uh, increasing efficiency. Um, he did so. What did Edison do when Tesla came back and said, "I fixed all the shit"? Can I, I believe he cheated money? him out of the money. Correct. Yeah, he did. <laughs> we're back. We're back in the lightning round. Even if we don't need to be in the lightning round, <laughs> this is about Tesla. Everything's yeah. a lightning round. That's true. That's true. He was a man made out of pure energy. That's right. He was born during the storm, crapped out of lightning into a lightning golem, I believe, as we discussed. Not uh-huh. to be confused with a lightning golem. That's a totally different thing. Different thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's outside of my uh, area of expertise. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> so he gets cheated out of the money, and he rage quits. He says, F this, Thomas Engel Dick. <laughs> Which was a real, <laughs> a real slight. Yeah, he, he just gave it to him. And Edison yeah. was like, oh, I can't, I can't beat that. There's no comeback for that. <laughs> Tesla rage quits. Here's mm-hmm. the problem. Uh, there's not a whole lot of electricity work to be done in New York City other than at Edison's shop. So Tesla uh, gets a job digging ditches, mm-hmm. like, a, like bitches, and is <laughs> digging ditches, uh, ironically, for... Thomas Edison's uh, power cables to be buried underground. So Tesla's uh, doing backbreaking labor. Ugh. The irony. <laughs> Dark times yeah, for man. old Nikki T. Yeah, that is that is a slap in the face. <laughs> mm-hmm. But eventually, uh, after struggling for a while, uh, a man named Westinghouse comes and says, Hey Tesla, your alternating current, pretty good. I think that uh, I'll invest in you. Gives <laughs> Tesla a boatload of money. And Tesla finally is able to create his alternating current motor, which he dreamed of for years and years and years. Westinghouse uses this shit and becomes Thomas Edison's rival in business. Mm-hmm. The end. Yeah, that's that, that's it, man. That's all you need to know. <laughs> and then he did an album with uh, Freddie Mercury. Uh, they, did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he, well, he did a song. He did uh, the... Uh, it is... Uh, it's it's been... Uh, that, yep, that, I think that was it. <laughs> <laughs> No, Sawyer. No, that's not the end of the story. No, okay. What what else happens then? Don't right. like me. <laughs> All right, pour yourself a warm glass of milk. This okay. tale is going to get weird. All right. So, Westinghouse is like, oh no, the problem with direct current. He can produce it, but it can't travel very long distances. It gets shitted out when you try to send it over long distance, unless you use a bunch of copper wire, like the the, the size of an arm. <laughs> Sawyer. Yeah. You know. And like a big arm, too. We're yeah. not talking like a baby arm. Or like... <laughs> I mean, normally I use baby arms as a unit of measurement. <laughs> I, I do, too. It's weird when, you know, when doctors write my height and feet. I'm like, uh, how many baby <laughs> how many arms baby is arms? that? <laughs> so, uh, uh, Westinghouse being like the Comcast. Fuck you, uh, Comcast. Yeah, I'm with you there. Of the, <laughs> of the 19th century. Uh, says, you know, we don't care. We'll just build a power station every mile. And uh, big deal, we'll just have all these power stations all over the country. Tesla's like, check it out, bitches. Alternating current. You can do something called stepping up or stepping down the current. So you send a little trickle of current a long way, and then you step it up at a station (laughs) and make it strong enough to light up shit in your house. And you can send it over vast distances. You don't need a power station every one mile. Westinghouse is like, this is a good idea. Let's do this. So they start doing it. Thus begins... The current wars. <laughs> That's true. That's where it starts. Mm-hmm. In a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. yeah. Current wars. What starts to happen? Oh, you can hear, guys, my radiators are starting. Oh, yeah. It's that season again. They're, they're also having their own war. Going <laughs> <on right now. laughs> they're fighting off the cold. <laughs> they just want to be recognized. Yeah. <laughs> I don't pet them enough. So oh, yeah. They yeah. act out. 
<laughs> what happens, Sawyer? Edison realizes, oh no, my stuff sucks. I need to ruin my opponents. So instead of going over to alternating current, instead, Edison starts a smear campaign about how dangerous alternating current is. Edison would do public demonstrations on animals uh, getting electrocuted with alternating current to prove how dangerous it was, including an elephant that was slated for execution. <clears throat> so this was in New York. They didn't want it to stampede or do anything crazy. But for whatever reason, the circus or the zoo or whatever decided, like, whoa, this elephant is dangerous. We need to kill it. Oh. Was it arrested for a crime it didn't commit? Just it a- was arrested on a trunked-up charge. Oh! I love it. Thank you. <laughs> Not the elephant dying. That's, that's horribly sad. That's... It's super sad. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, just in case the listener is curious, uh, pod chamber, activate historical reenactment. Historical reenactment reenactivated. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Thomas Engeldick. I am an American inventor who invented direct current or some such thing. Before you stands a fierce Coney Island elephant, Topsy. Topsy shall be electrocuted to death before your very eyes using the evil Teslonic invention, alternating current. Topsy the elephant. Do you have any final words? Quite frankly, Podchamber, I'm a bit uncomfortable with the use of these uh, <clears throat> apparatuses. I thought we were using props. Uh, we didn't block this out. Oi, I... shut your trunk. Lads, throw to switch. Oh, no. <laughs> Historical reenactment completed. Oh, that's pretty weird. Yeah, it was real messed up. I'm sorry I, you had to see that. Sorry. I just of all the things that uh, I woke up today and was like, "Oh, I'm going to hear this." I did not think an electrical elephant execution was going to be among them. Yeah, well, science is pretty harsh. <laughs> it's, it is. It's why it's not for families, and in fact, despises them. It destroys families. <laughs> it really does on purpose. Yeah, with those elephant executions, it just one family at a time just decimates it. <laughs> so Sawyer, mm-hmm. uh, is Tesla and Westinghouse ruined forever? No, man, they keep going. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Back in the day, when people were very dumb, they used to get together and show off all the latest, greatest technologies. This was before science fiction conventions. This was before techno expos, C2E2s, what have you. Yeah. (laughs) And they called them World's Fairs. Chicago, Illinois, uh, in the late 1800s. Yeah. Let's say it's 1893. I don't fucking know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) <clears throat> Look was, it up, kids. <laughs> right. Was host to what is called the World's Columbian Exposition, or the World's Fair, where they had all sorts of art and technology. They had, like, tribes people from outside of the U.S., which is culturally problematic, but, you know, it's yeah. a different era. <laughs> yeah, yeah, different times. <laughs> they had uh, Buffalo Bill's Wild West Review right yeah. outside the grounds where people would stand on horseback and shoot shit. Oh, I was thinking a very different Buffalo Bill, and I'm like, that what are you thinking is... of like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, that big fat person, <laughs> which I, you know, I can't could not understand how that was not more contra- controversial than people from other continents <laughs> and countries <laughs> being there. Um, one of the U.S.'s first serial killers used to grab young ladies from that World's Fair. His name was H.H. H. Holmes. They wrote a book about him called Devil in the White City. Well, good to see that even though Buffalo Bill was not there, that they still were not short on their murder quota. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see Chicago had lots of murders even back then. Oh, yeah, just, you know. <laughs> it's some of our native character. <laughs> Chicago, a history of murder. <laughs> so here's the dizzle, Sawyer. All right. 
in the World's Fair, they're showing off technology. Uh, they wanted to light all the buildings uh, on this fair site, um, which were several buildings. They wanted to light them with electrical energy. They wanted to have light bulbs, which was a big deal back then. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Edison's company was approached. He said, we can do it for a million bucks. Westinghouse company was approached. He said, we can do it for half a million, and Westinghouse won the contract. So they lit the, the Columbian Exposition with alternating current, and they... Uh, Tesla and Westinghouse were like, look at how fucking amazing this is. <laughs> this was perhaps, historically, the most lights people had ever seen, electric lights, on at one time. People were blown away. The buildings of the fair were painted white, so the electric light like, was really enhanced by that reflective uh, capacity. People were like, this is beautiful, this is amazing. Um, they had the president of Los Estados Unidos... Uh, push the button to turn on the lights. <laughs> so that was a big deal, and it showed people, you know, maybe it's alternating current is good for things other than killing an elephant. Uh, good to see that it produces a lot more than that, because while elephants, some may need to be executed. They plague our nation. Yeah, it's, I mean, they could be a problem, but not all of them are the problem, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I, I mean, it's a stereotype that yeah, elephants yeah. are dangerous. Yeah, it's, it's not just because they're elephants, you know. <laughs> right. So, yeah. World's Fair... Mm-hmm. Nikola Tesla himself, pimpfully, goes out into the fair and does public demonstrations of electricity. He allows electricity to run across his body. He gets special shoes where the heels are made out of cork. This cork prevents him from getting killed. Yeah. (laughs) And people are like, oh, okay, maybe it's all right. Yeah. And that was a big thing in helping them win the current wars. Oh, wow. Yeah, dog. That's pretty incredible. One final nail in the casket of the current war, Sawyer. Okay. Niagara Falls. All right. What does Niagara Falls have in it? Water. Correct. Water. What's that water doing? Powering things. Powering things. But yeah. it wasn't always. Uh-huh. Before the time of Tesla, it was just fucking stupid falls. Yeah, well, dumb. Yeah, dumb. <laughs> the T- worst. <laughs> Tesla, apparently, from the time he was a little boy, dreamed of harnessing water power to generate electricity by turning a dynamo. Uh, or a turbine, I should say. Um, Westinghouse won the contract to produce uh, electricity using Niagara Falls. And so they installed this, like, uh, uh, turbine, and the falls hydropower pushed the turbine, generated electrical energy, so they were able to light up the area around Niagara Falls. And this was a huge deal! And that put the nail in the coffin. AC power had won. The current wars were over, and fucking Nikola Tesla, who had gotten slighted by Edison, uh, walked away like a badass. He was the champion, my friend. (laughs) He was the champion. Yeah. (laughs) Sawyer, do you suppose he was content to sit on his laurels, on his haunches, and be like, I'm done? No, man, he's a discoverer. He keeps going. He was a discoverer. He's ready to keep doing stuff. He probably should have just stopped, but he didn't. One would argue yes. (laughs) Knowing what we know. <laughs> Knowing what we know. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yes. Tesla went on to uh, pioneer radio technology, um, but he did not really make any cash off of it. He was experimenting with radio technology. At the same time, an Italian man named uh, Marconi uh, was also experimenting with radio. Marconi got the patent before Tesla did. Okay. So Tesla was like, ah, fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> He's an easygoing guy, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Bitter, but not, you know, not beaten down. <laughs> uh, uh, there was a stock market uh, trouble that happened, and Westinghouse was in danger of losing his company. 
Tesla had this awesome contract where he made a lot of money every time somebody powered stuff with his alternating current. Uh, Westinghouse came to Tesla, said, "Hey, man, my company's going under. I can't, I, I can't do this contract. Like, if we keep this contract, I, I, I'll be ruined." And Tesla <laughs> said, "You know what, Westinghouse, you're a good guy. I rip up the contract." So by doing that, he gave up a future of making lots and lots of money, just sort of the, for this honorable thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tesla's income was severed. Yeah, I would imagine so. <laughs> he didn't budget. And he kept on experimenting. Tesla had the idea, I want to produce electricity and be able to get it out to people wirelessly. Mm-hmm. What if we could cut the wires and have uh, electricity just flow through the air? He uh, asked J.P. Morgan to help fund this crazy-ass tower called Wardenclyffe. The tower was a failure. <laughs> His experiments <laughs> were a failure. <laughs> well, it's, it, it doesn't help too when you name it what could be conceivably a supervillain lair. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like a jail in Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially, long story short, Tesla uh, spends the last decade of his life being crazy and alone, living in a hotel room, uh, feeding pigeons, falling in love with them, and hallucinating. Yep, as you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the natural progression of things, you know? <laughs> so what do you think, man? Do you think people should be uh, aspiring to celebrate this this Tesla character? Or should should we revile him and view him as a as a fool? <laughs> as much as I do enjoy reviling people and shaming them for for what they do, uh, I would definitely say he's an honored individual. I mean, he's a man who who sacrificed things for discovery. Um, I know one of his major goals was that because he believed he could harness like you know the energy that is all around us, he believed that there was a lot of untapped materials that we could do. Um, he wanted to remove the monopolists who control it, so that we could make energy free and uh, you know accessible to everyone which you know obviously is revolutionary um uh, he was a hard-working man i i think there's a part of us that while we could you know frown upon it for him not caring about money i think there's still that part of us that envy that passion for something that you can put aside money and and worry more about helping mankind and developing and discovering building upon that <laughs> apparently like after his success with a tapping niagara falls to produce power Tesla became very popular in social circles. He was like the man of the hour. He would dine in expensive restaurants. People were like, ah, Tesla, you're the man, you're the man. (laughs) So in his own time, for a little while, he did get some recognition from high society. Uh, And it is speculated that part of that was because his contributions to science directly influenced people. It made their lives easier. All of a sudden, they had lights in their houses, which was reliable and uh, uh, a, a work could be produced by electric motors so they didn't have to break their backs digging ditches as much anymore. Um, Working for Edison all over fucking again. Fucking Edison. Yeah, fucking Edeldick. <laughs> <laughs> so there is that, that direct, within his lifetime, he did get to see people's lives improved by his inventions. Yeah, no, it's good to see. And I know actually, too, because um, I actually did, uh, back in July, you asked some of the plays that I've been in back in July, I actually performed in a short, it was like five to ten minute long scene where I played Nikola Tesla. Yeah, I did. Bury the lead? Yeah. What? Tell us about that. Yeah, I've completely, I don't know how it slipped my mind, but uh, um, basically what happens is it's the last moments of, you know, uh, not the last moments of Tesla's life, but it's kind of like things are winding down. He's very old. Um, you've got FDR is in office, you know, and so he was looking to go meet with him. He was supposed to have a scheduled interview, and um, he was talking about a lot of the shadier things that the monopolists did to to scare him out of doing, you know, uh, his work, his discoveries, his inventions. And so 
around that time, you know, he talks about uh, how they like burned down all his labs and yes, destroyed one all of his, his works. Labs had a fire, and all yeah. his inventions were destroyed, mm-hmm. mysteriously caught on fire. Which, to be fair, a man that works with that much electricity, there's always a possibility that it could be. Yeah, on they him. didn't have great insulating <laughs> insulated wires back then yeah. when wires were brand new. <laughs> Plus, the crime scene <laughs> investigators back then don't strike me as super super strong or intuitive individuals. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we're talking like from hell era. Yeah. Uh, police investigators. Yeah. Oh, he drowned. How do you know? We found him in the river. Yeah. <laughs> stab yeah. wounds in him. Well, yeah. he probably drowned. Yeah. <laughs> He drowned to death. Not murder at all. <laughs> um, and so it's a nice little moment where it's, um, you know, a woman who's a personal assistant um, to uh, Roosevelt kind of comes and she asks about his discoveries and the thing that he's looking to do. And it's specifically what we were talking about here of uh, harnessing wireless energy and producing that and making it accessible to everyone. So it was a nice, it was a nice, uh, beautiful little scene. <laughs> when you played Nikola Tesla, did you do a Croatian dialect? Um, I actually, uh, it may or may not have resembled David Bowie. Uh, no, I'm just just kidding. Uh, The famous Croatian (laughs) pop star, David Bowie. (laughs) Uh, no, actually I kind of, uh, I, I mostly, uh, ditched a lot of that because we were, um, we were doing like multiple scenes. It was like a six hour, uh, uh, play festival. Holy crap. Yeah. Uh, thankfully I didn't have to do all six hours, but I had scenes that were scattered throughout. And so that was one of them. And so. We were rushing around. I didn't get the quite the character development I wanted to put into it to develop the accent. So I thought it was best just if you're gonna do an accent, you got to do it well or don't do it at all. You know. I so, agree. <laughs> so I like to wait until I'm like, I'll save it. There'll be other times to do a Croatian accent, or perhaps I'll play Tesla again someday. <laughs> oh, don the mantle of Tesla again yeah. when you're needed. <laughs> Well, I think we learned the shit out of Nikola Tesla. Yeah, there's... Or the vision out of Nikola Tesla. We sure did get a a firm vision. (laughs) Nice, solid vision there. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, it is time for Ask Dottore. You, my loyal audience of Blaster Apostles, occasionally write in with scientific questions for me, and I, your beloved scientist, answer them to the best of my fragility. Now, today we have an Ask Detore question uh, from a Twitter user, uh, Arkin Black. Arkin Black, thank you for the question. Uh, Sawyer, what does Arkin Black have to ask us? Uh, he says, hey, Detore, is there a scientific reason to why exactly pasta is so delicious or is destined to remain ever an enigma? Is destined to remain ever an enigma? Well, let's find out, Arkin Black. To answer your question, science will tell you that flavorable foods such as pasta often have components which help us survive. Breast milk, for example, will taste sweet, which encourages a human larva to suckle and grow fat with confidence. Poison tree frogs, however, secrete alkaloids and occasionally even stomach bile, which tastes as bitter as a midnight voicemail from a scientist to an emotionally unavailable Mars rover. The moray of the storal here is as long as you're an animal, you're gonna love Poston. And as long as you're a man of science, that robot from Short Circuit is gonna give you a bonut. A bonut, Arkin. Thanks for the question. Sir, we have learned literally everything there is to learn about Nikola Tesla. Uh, just one question. It might seem a little offhand. Uh, do you know what time it is? Oh, uh, what time is it? Uh, it's time for plugs! Oh! It's time for plugs! Right. It's time for plugs, not drugs, but plugs! <laughs> Give me a hug! Don't... I have a space issue. So yeah, fair enough. But if we want to do drugs after those plugs, I'm yep. not opposed to that. Just gonna put that out there. Sawyer, you know the FBI listens to this podcast. Oh, sh- 
Oh, yeah. You got to be, you know, hide it where they can see it. You uh, know what I mean? Hide in plain sight and they'll never sight. suspect. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, uh, Sawyer, what, do you have any projects you'd like to plug or talk about? Sure, I got a couple. I mean, one, there was the podcast I mentioned at the top of the show. OC Dweeb. Um, that is correct. You can check us out at uh, ocdweeb.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook. We appreciate the likes. Uh, the Twitter's not always as active, but you're welcome to follow us on Twitter. Uh, definitely recommend the Facebook page, number one. What's the Twitter handle? Uh, it's at OC Dweeb. Simple enough. We kept it real basic. Yeah. It wasn't taken, so that was nice. Take that, other dweebs. Yeah. <laughs> Other C dweebs, if you will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're right on Facebook. Um, just look right up OC Dweeb. We should be the first one on there. So yeah, you can check us out there. Um, also, and we uh, every week we premiere on Thursdays. Um, I also want to give a shout out to Versus the Universe. Uh, there's Geek Shows coming out on the 19th. I'm not sure. When does this episode drop? Is this? That's a great question, sir. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometime before Thanksgiving. Okay, cool. So if, if you get it in time, then definitely go check out, uh, uh, if not, at least just follow Versus the Universe. They're also on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, just search VS uh, The Universe. Um, and they're VS The Universe underscore at the end uh, for Twitter. Uh, if you want to check them out, we're a great affiliate of ours. I help out with a lot of producing stuff that they do, a little consulting. Um, but yeah, I'm working on that. Um, as I mentioned earlier, to Otherworld Theater, I'm not in the show, um, but I would be very remiss if, as the PR of Otherworld organization, I didn't mention that they've got the Aurora Project uh, running all the way up through mid-December. You can check out them by liking Otherworld Theater uh, on the Facebook page. They're otherworldtheater.org. Uh, it's the website for more information there. And, of course, one of my big projects, um, it's still in pre-production. I'm hoping to get things ready and moving by January, but I'm writing my own web series right what? now. Yeah, yeah. It's basically like an X-Files or like Supernatural-type organization. Um, and what it is is um, they're a government organization that deals with the paranormal in a more progressive paranormal society. Um, and they're dealing with a lot of budget cuts, and they don't really have like the best you know, quality being offered right now. And so there's a quality assurance, you know, auditor that gets brought in to make sure that they're doing their job effectively and affordably and, you know, just basically doing their job right. And so the two main characters, um, uh, you've got the male Shannon, um, who is kind of a sarcastic, well-intentioned, um, kind of on the idiotic side of things, but he does know his stuff when it's coming down to magic and mysticism and things like that. And you've got Delilah, uh, his good partner, um, who is very much the level-headed one, much more competent. Um, she's kind of, uh, you know, kind of sarcastic, and they got a nice brother-sister relationship. And the two of them are kind of just going to their local watering hole, uh, their cheers, if you will, uh, after work, just kind of trying to escape work. Uh, but they can't quite ever escape the ever-presence that is their quality assurance um, auditor. <laughs> the the real monster in yes. this series is yes. bureaucracy. Yes, and that is very much intentional. <laughs> Uh, but it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of great characters. I mean, they've got their silent rookie who is just too timid to ever speak, if he ever even gets the chance to speak. Uh, you've got your kind of curmudgeon bartender character. Um, and you've got uh, Roosevelt, who's one of my personal favorites, who is very much like a deer hunter, Apocalypse Now kind of character who has seen a lot of things and known for monologuing to himself in the corner. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, but I'm looking forward to it. We're hoping to have it all cast and shot uh, sometimes in January, and then we're going to have a Kickstarter going for that. So... Hopefully we'll uh, get some donations from that when that gets going. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds exciting. Yeah. Uh, Sawyer. Yeah. Do you have anything else that you uh, need to plug? 
Um, I think that's it. You can also follow me uh, myself on Twitter uh, at Capes and Cowls on there. I think it's Capes uh, underscore and underscore Cowls. Mm-hmm. Um, you normally find it. I will be wearing a very a intense Green Lantern like costume on there. You'll know me when you see me. <laughs> yep. And other than that, I am always available for projects. So if you need an actor, comedian, writer, producer, whatever, I overcommit myself terribly. So. I am your man. <laughs> Sounds like you have a uh, pot full of boiling kettles. Yes. You have, uh, you're like an octopus as a short order cook, throwing out your limbs in all directions, working on everything at the same time. That's that's the way I like to think about it. Good for you. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> you must keep busy. Always, man. I'm like a shark. If I stop swimming, I die. Oh. Or, or, or an octopus doing too many things at once. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Sawyer, I have plugs as well. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to episode 32. If you like Blaster Podcast, and I insist that you do, uh, please subscribe to it, rate it, and review it on iTunes. We're also available on Stitcher and at BlasterPodcast.com. And there is a donate button now, ladies and gentlemen. We've had two donuts donate money to Blaster (laughs) Podcast. Now, these mysterious people have not uh, publicly come forward, so we're going to call them the B-Boys. Thank you, B-Boys. Um, but if you donate, uh, I will give you a special Blastro Podcast shout-out. Just shoot me an email uh, at blastropodcast at gmail.com, letting me know the name or nickname you'd like me to use, and I will shout the shit out of you, much like Nikola Tesla did to Mark Twain. <laughs> Because I definitely appreciate your support, and I'm happy to know that you're listening. Um, If you like muffed movies, then stay tuned, because in the next month or so, Andy North and I will be back. We'll be muffing the classic film Jaws up. We're going to get Jawsed up from the claws up. (laughs) Going to need a bigger boat for that. We are going to need a bigger boat. Uh, yeah, and thank you, everybody, for listening. If you want to shoot me an Ask Dottore question, find me at Ask Dottore on Twitter. I certainly appreciate the uh, fan feedback. Well, sorry, we've we've covered it all. We did. We, I don't think that, you might have to retire after this. I think we've hit everything that needs to be said. Hang up my gloves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your podcasting gloves. Put my steampunk goggles on the doorframe, <laughs> on the mantle. Uh, well, I'm going to end this episode with an, uh, a quote, real life quote from Nikola Tesla. Tesla said, "I myself eschew all stimulants. I also practically abstain from meat." Lesson learned. <laughs> Take your stimulants, eat your meats. Yeah. Sawyer, thank you so much for guesting on Blaster Podcast. Oh, thank you for having me. It was a blast. Everybody, take care of yourselves. Uh, cut once, measure twice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Blaster Podcast theme song was composed by Stephen Poon. www.timecrashband.com. <laughs>